0: Episode 114 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club. Adelphi is a racing club of like-minded people who enjoy horse racing and the camaraderie of being a part of something bigger than themselves. It's a true community. Adelphi's founding partners have all owned horses in other partnerships and syndicates, as well as their own. And the overachieving goal of Adelphi is to blend the benefits of solo ownership with the thrill of the partnership experience. Adelphi offers an interactive ownership experience with real-time access to other partners, trainers, bloodsock advisors, and other members of the team. Adelphi partners receive frequent multimedia content on their horses including videos, photos, and multimedia content. Adelphi is an exciting class of yearling prospects by horses such as Street Sense, Lauban, Frosted, and Taprit and is launching a brand new claiming and private purchase partnership join the club and on the bottom of the screen is how you can get in touch with the delper racing club and racing manager matt cuter the website the email instagram and twitter and now let's start the show Good evening and welcome to episode 114 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for a special show covering Oaklawn Park on Saturday and the huge Kentucky Derby prep, 50-point Derby prep, the Rebel Stakes. Please make sure you subscribe right there on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. We have a lot of people watching, which is fantastic, and we have a lot of subscribers, but I know for a fact many of you that watch the show do not subscribe. Please make sure you do that. Uh, you, of course, can reach me on Twitter. You can see on my name tag there, at hkravitz. And on the scroll at the bottom of the screen, you can reach me by email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, you know that the podcast is now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. So please check me out there as well. Uh, I have a lot of things going on. I've got the Race Day blog. I'll show you some promos here in a minute. Very inexpensive. It's a great deal. I also have new promos with BetUS where you can get 125% of free bets. We'll talk about that in a minute. And also the podcast pool have uh, almost $4,000 in our podcast pool. Have 30 people involved in it right now. Uh, if, you liked, if you're if you interested in the podcast pool and you have no idea what I'm talking about, please email me hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Again, hkravitzhorse.com. At gmail.com you can see the spelling on the scroll on the bottom, you can find out how to get involved with our podcast pool, let me go ahead and show you. A little bit what's going on here i'm going to go ahead and share for some more details on the promotions that we have right now. As I go ahead and share on my screen actually there we go there is the website right there and we're live right now if you go and click on there, of course, you can see me there, but below. Uh, let me go ahead and show less. Below the screen, uh, there I am right there. Below the screen, in the uh, details underneath the video player, if you simply just click on show more, click on show more, and you see all the information. I don't know if you can read it um, there, but I will be brief. If you join BetUS, now what's BetUS? BetUS is fantastic. It offers up to 200 games a day with live betting. With each game between three to 400 different props to bet on. With a fast and easy-to-use interface, the BetUS live betting platform ensures that your bet is made quickly to ensure that you hit the odds available at that time. With mobile live betting available, there is no better way to enjoy the game today. And if you read the promo there, all you need to sign up. You have to do a $50 minimum credit card. $50 minimum it has to be on a credit card and you use the promo code that is in the description below. The promo code is racing three H again, racing three H is the promo code. Read the information there and you will get 125% free play. I made a deposit for $200 and I have $250 folks of live free play. So please go to bet us and check it out. You have to, again, again, Minimum $50 credit card start and also use the promo code. The race day blog information is there also as well as the podcast pool. So highly recommend you check that out below the video player. We got a lot of great things going here uh, on the HHH racing podcast and more things to come. Before we get into uh, the Oaklawn Pick 5, uh, we have a few people. Ralph. Ralph was part of the podcast pool. Ralph, thanks for joining us tonight. Michael Bryant, uh, thank you for the Wednesday show prop. Uh, we have to have two shows. It's a big week. Big week. I'll talk about what's going on tomorrow. Uh, what's going on tomorrow? There you go, Ralph. The PP is for the Saudi Cup. Great question. I actually sent out a tweet to everyone today on Twitter. Apparently, uh, Peter Thomas Forental, my good friend from In the Money Media, Uh, Told me uh, that he heard from DRF it'll be up on Friday. Again, Friday, the PPs for Saudi Cup Day will be up. Only 24 hours in advance. You'll do your homework. I've already done a lot of homework and replay watching for the Saudi Cup Day. Uh, Dean G is here. All the regular players are here. Thank you, Dean, for uh, joining the show. Again, if you are new to the show, welcome. If you are old to the show, get your friends to hop on so we can have a nice live chat. Uh, tomorrow as you can see right there there it is tomorrow right there Davy Lane and an excellent punter Philip Edwards two great handicappers from the UK will be here live tomorrow now it's a special time tomorrow uh, of course they're they're gonna be live in the UK I don't want to have them stay up in the middle of the night so we're gonna go five o'clock Eastern tomorrow again five o'clock Eastern time tomorrow Thursday will be a fantastic show covering a previewing Saudi cup day. We're not only going to cover the Saudi cup itself, but we're going to cover a bunch of undercard stakes. Uh, There's a pick six on the day. There's a pick four. They've great stakes all day long. And we have experts from Europe to tell us about the European Asian runners. And I'll be talking about the U S runners in Saudi Arabia at King Abdul Aziz racetrack. Of course, the main feature, the 20 million, that's right. <laughs> you heard that correctly. The $20 million Saudi cup featuring Mishrif, my son, Mandaloon, my uh, upcoming son, a lot of really good horses running in the Saudi cup. Uh, let's see else. We have Tom. Tom, thanks for joining the show. Tom from, I believe, uh if I'm wrong, Tom, Nebraska. Right, Tom? Uh, I had a chance to meet Tom over the, uh, Internet, so to speak, or through my uh, podcast, as you did a little Zoom with Tom. Uh, Very nice gentleman. Tom, thanks for joining the show. Glad you can uh, join us live here tonight. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is just me. Hopefully that won't make you change the channel. I have no guests tonight. Um, I'm going to go solo. We're going to cover the late pick five at Oakland Park. Now, here's why tonight is very important. Other than the obvious which is it's a great card Saturday at Oaklawn. Uh, if you belong to the podcast pool, and like I said, there are 29 of you out there that have invested in the podcast pool. Had some close calls this weekend, uh, last weekend, feeling very good about this weekend with a small bet um, for the Saudi Cup and a much bigger bet for the pick five um, at Oakland Park. But if you're part of the podcast pool, pay attention carefully because I'm going to talk about a lot of horses that we're going to be using in our pick five bet on Saturday. And again, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, please email me hcravitzhorse at gmail.com. I'll I'll give you all the information on the podcast pool. If you're interested in the pool and you're not involved in it, um, you cannot get involved this weekend, but next month you can get involved uh, during the month of March for the podcast uh, pool. Sorry, Tom, you're from Michigan. I apologize. I got you confused with another Tom from Nebraska. But Tom, thanks for joining the show. Uh, And also Julie. Uh, Julie Roghair, Julie, I don't recall seeing your name. Thanks for joining the show, Julie. Love, especially when we get those um, female viewers. We have plenty of female viewers and people that belong to the podcast pool. So Julie likes chasing time in the Rebel. We'll be talking about chasing time Uh, Julie, a little bit later. Thanks for joining the show. All right, let's go ahead and start because uh, this is not going to be quite as long a show as we've had before. I want to jump right in uh, to the Rebel Stakes Day and the PPs for Saturday. So as I go ahead and switch my banner and go ahead and get that up right now and we'll go ahead and start. Let me turn off the banner scroll the bottom of the screen also so we can focus on our past performances. So here we go, folks. Here come the past performances for Rebel Stakes Day on Saturday. Uh, The pick five, as you can see, and of course I'll be on screen some of the time as well. A lot of viewers here already. Thanks for joining the show. The pick five starts at approximately 4.45 Eastern Standard Time, on Saturday, as you can see, it starts with a three-year-old restricted race. Maidens, they're going two turns on the dirt, mile 16th, $84,000. There you see uh, my picks. I thought the first two legs, let me go ahead and put myself on screen here. I thought the first two legs were very, very difficult. And if you're part of the podcast pool, we're going to be spreading quite a bit here in the first two legs. On Saturday, because I thought both these races were uh, difficult, uh, for sure, without a doubt. So uh, the horse I like the most here is the number six. So I go ahead and scroll down. That's Western River. Let me go ahead and full screen. Western River, seventy-two morning line for uh, Rudolph Perset and Ricardo Santana. Now, at first thought, you probably think, however, this horse looks very slow." Yeah, he was slow last year. The best he ran was a 49. That was on turf. There are a bunch of reasons why I like this horse, and I think we're going to get more than seven two. Uh, first of all, this horse is by Tappet, Super Sire Tappet, out of a privately held mare named Morena. Morena was actually a Peruvian bred. Now, when you look at this, at the breeding here, take a look at the dam. The dam was very good. Uh, was in grade 1s, grade 2s, grade 3s, earned $270,000. But if you notice, this horse was much better as he got older. So I have a very strong feeling here, a strong opinion, that this horse, Western River, is going to be much better as a 3-year-old. The works look fine. Nothing spectacular. But I think this horse definitely wants distance. I'm expecting a major improvement. And also take a look at this insignia. That means he's Triple Crown nominated. So he's probably not going to make it to the Triple Crown. But these connections thought very, very highly of this horse. I'm expecting a big improvement for Western River. The number six is my top choice. Another horse I'm very interested in, at a bit of a price to is the number seven, Ludwig. This is a first time starter, cost $450,000. He's by mastery out of a tis Now uh, mare, Texas gem bred by Alan J Foxwoods uh, Foxwoods. you can see the stud price was only ten thousand but if he cost four hundred and fifty thousand. that's 45 times his sales price that is a huge jump up from his stud fee. They must like him a lot. Phil Bauer can definitely get a ho- horse ready. I want to um, mention Philip Bauer here. Philip Bauer uh, first time starter is is excellent. And I'm going to go ahead and show you uh, that right now as I go ahead and put up his first-time starter stats there. You can see it's 42% in the money. 42% in the money uh, is excellent, 13%. So he can absolutely win. I'm very interested in him. He has Martin Garcia on. And Martin Garcia, let me show you one more stat. And Philip Bauer, this combination right here is very good. Uh, Philip Bauer puts his best on. You can see, look at the top of the screen, 18%. This jockey trainer combo, 54% in the money. So Garcia is Bauer's go-to guy. He costs a lot of money. He is working well. I'm very interested at Ludwig. I'm expecting him to take more money than you see in the 8-to-1 morning line, in my opinion. Uh, The horse, that's going to be the big favorite. And I see a lot of comments I will uh, mention that in just a minute as I see uh, there's a strange person that I see in the chat. Uh, We'll talk about him in just a minute. The number two, Quick to to Blame. Quick to Blame is going to be a heavy favorite. Um, I don't think he has to win. I'm not a big fan of this horse. Gary Mary West, of course he can win, um, but he really isn't improving that much. He started with a 68, then he's 75, 73. He's really living in that low 70 range which might absolutely be way good enough to win this race. But last time, uh, he was pressured a little bit and lost to a good one. I don't know. Quick to Blame can obviously win the race. I just don't like these 0 for 3s, 0 for 4s. Maybe I'm underestimating him. I'm just going to try to beat him. Yes, I'm using him for sure, without a doubt. Uh, We have a comment on the screen I'd like to mention here. Matt Miller. BCBC BC champion, Matt Miller, my good friend. How are you doing tonight? Matt, thanks for joining the show. He's going to be out of town in a very warm place very soon that I'll be very jealous about. He said that he's seeing that the nine and 10 are owned by the same owner, but not trained by the same trainer. If they both run, I'd pay attention to the one getting more attention. Let's go to the nine and 10 and see what he's talking about. So Yes, the 9 and 10. Let me take him off the screen here. Uh, the 9 is trained by Dallas Stewart. The 10 is trained by Steve Asperson, And they are both owned by Willie Horton Racing, which is a local excellent stable. Uh, excellent point. I don't see any reason why the owners wouldn't run both of them, Matt. Uh, we'll have to see uh, what happens there on Saturday. It's a very interesting point. I'm expecting them both. To be in the race, though, to be very honest, um, I'm using both of them as well. I like the nine a little more than the 10. By the way, he ran in that quick to blame race uh, last time, which I'm actually going to show right now. So I want to show this race coming up. Let me go ahead and uh, I'll just I'll just leave my pick on the screen there. This uh, this race I'm about to show you watch the four five and nine again, the four five and nine. Are the horses you want to watch? I'm going to take the banner off the screen. The four is quick to blame. <clears throat> the five is life on the Nile. Who's the eight? And the nine is uh, curly tail. So again, four, five, and nine. And you see the four and the five. The four is the horse that's me, the big favorite on Saturday, quick to blame. Uh, the five is life on the Nile. Who's the eight horse uh, on Saturday? And the nine who is right back here. You see the nine back here sort of pretty, excuse me, the nine is, sorry, in between horses. There are nines in between horses there in the back of the pack. That is also the nine on uh, Saturday. So I'm just going fast forward. The follower and the five are dueling a little bit, um, but no, they're not going that fast. As we go and fast forward here, so let me go back a little bit. Um, the nine is about to make a move from the back of the pack. Uh, the nine is going to make a move right here. Here's the nine, four, and five. This horse right here, by the way, is in the Rebel Stakes on Saturday. Again, this horse who came from the clouds is in the Rebel Stakes Saturday. This is the nine on Saturday. And again, here are the two up top. They're both going to get run down by this monster closing here on the outside. Again, the four, I mean, they went 114 for three quarters. I don't really see a lot of excuses. I mean, sure, he got pressured the whole time. Again, this is the horse that's in the Rebel on Saturday. Um, Blows by the four. And you're going to see the nine coming from the back of the pack that I'm a bit interested in, as you see. Also, the four is on the wrong lead. Did you see that here? The four is on the wrong lead jumping around. I don't like that either. And there's the nine right there closing not losing to the four very much and beating the five. Um, so I'm interested in the nine as well. The nine is curly tail as I go back. That's one of the horses that Matt Miller mentioned at uh, the Wills Horton entry. Again, there it is. The nine was closing well uh, against Quick to Blaine. So I don't know. Quick to Blaine can win the two horse. I'm obviously using him. I'm going to try to beat him in this race. Again, my assumptions many of you have not looked at the PPs yet, although the PPs have been out since Monday. Again, the, the past performances, everyone, have been out since Monday. They come out early. So if you want to pull them up as we're speaking on the show, feel free to take a look at these horses. Um, I'm using many horses in this race. As of right now, I'm using six horses in this race. For those of you that are involved in the podcast pool, I'm going to try to beat the two. But obviously, I'm going to use the two as well. Uh, Chris Mack. Uh, wow. Chris likes that horse that closed. Uh, that we saw on screen as the Rebel winner. I uh, wouldn't completely discount that horse. He's going to have to start a lot better. We'll talk about the Rebel a little bit. Uh, later. Uh, Tom Espinoza mentions the number ten, Mallard Smile. First off, the claim. Um, I'm using the ten, Tom. I'm using the ten. I will say. Um, he's got a lot to prove though. Um, I do like the claim. I watched his last race. Um, didn't do much for me, but he's got blinkers on. He was in tight early. He's the other Willie Horton owned horse, and he's got Tyler G in the saddle. I wouldn't completely discount the 10, Tom. I think you have a good point there. And I'm using the 10 in our pick five in the podcast pool for sure. Uh, very interesting race to start the, Pick five on Saturday again. My top picks right there. I'm going six seven two, um. But I will say that the two is definitely the horse to beat. I'm just going to go and try and beat him. Let's go on to the next race. The next race, race nine. As I switch my picks, this is a complete cluster and skullbuster in every sense of the word, in my opinion. Um, it's a they're going two turns on the dirt. It's one mile. This is a $100,000 allowance race for a purse of $100,000. I believe it's non-winners of two other than. Let me go full screen for a second. Um, If you're an experienced viewer of the show, you know that I almost never, never hit the L button in a pick five. I think you have to take some stamps to your opinions. This race, you'll see at the end of the show when I put the pick five. Might be hitting the all button here. This is a very, very difficult race. Uh, I think you hit, this is the biggest spread race of the entire pick five, in my opinion. If you're playing the pick four, um, it would start in this leg. I would go as deep as possible. You can see my picks on the screen. Let's go ahead and go back uh, to the PPs. By the way, that first race was a 10-horse field. This is a 12. 12-horse field. This is a big Big pick five with many, many horses in each leg. It's a fantastic race to play. Uh, My top choices, I'm going to go ahead and I need to refresh my screen here. Sorry about that. My top choice is the nine as I go ahead and go full screen here. My top choice is the nine. Calibrate. Now, I will admit that I've had a little bit of a soft spot for Calibrate. Uh, so if you want to uh, rip it for this, that's fine. Calibrate, um, I thought, was a very interesting horse last year for Winchell Thoroughbreds and Steve Asperson. By the way, I also want to mention that t- on Saturday at Oaklawn, Steve Asperson's top horses are ridden by Tyler Gaflione. They are not ridden by Ricardo Santana. I think everyone knows there's been some issues between Santana and Asperson over the last you know, four or six months or so. I will tell you that Steve Asterson's best horses on Saturday are written by Tyler Gaflione. So the fact that Tyler Gaflione is on Calibrate has me intrigued. He was awful last time. I am not going to sugarcoat it. He was bad. But if you look very carefully at the PPs, Calibrate's been involved in pretty slow fractions in a bunch of these races. Um, I think he's a closer. I think he needed the last race. I'm expecting major improvement. Can he win? I don't know. But there's a lot of speed in this race. There's not a lot of closers in this race. I think he's one of them. I think he's going to take back and make one big run. And I really think Calibrate is fascinating in this race. He has to run much better than he ran last time. So um, we shall see. But I am interested in Calibrate. Um, we have a bunch of uh, questions that are coming up. I greatly appreciate it. Um, Julie, I see your question on the rebel. We'll talk about that. Uh, Patrick, where is Joel? Joel, Patrick is in Saudi Arabia. He is riding at, in, for the Saudi cup card. So you will not see Joel Rosario, Patrick, uh, and Julie, Julie, Julie's on top of it. Exactly. Julie, uh, Julie, Julie, uh, Rosario is in Saudi Arabia. Uh, my second choice in this race is going to be the one Pat's property. Um, for a Chicago-based uh, trainer, and John Haran, who has a low percentage but is actually a decent trainer, just doesn't have great stock. Uh, Kelsey Har, a jockey that is improving that I know quite well because I covered up at Canterbury Park last year. She's very capable. Um, you can see these last two races are huge. Pat's property as an inside post is fast early. Um, is definitely going to be a factor early. Kelsey might need to lay off the speed a little bit. I think there are some horses in this race that are faster than her. But if she can avoid a speed duel, Pat's property 8 to 1. Hello. have no idea why this horse is 8 to 1. Probably because of the connections. But this horse is razor sharp and as fast as anyone in this race by the figs. I'm interested in Pat's property. My third choice would be the 10 and the most likely favorite. Prioritization for Scott Becker another uh Chicago Illinois based guy who actually works his horses at uh what used to be Fairmont Park and I'm drawing a huge blank now. Wow, I am embarrassed to say. I cannot remember. FanDuel. There we go, at FanDuel. Um I can't remember the full name but FanDuel something. It used to be Fairmont Park, they're just outside of St. Louis. Um, Luis Contreras in for the ride. But, you know, this is the kind of horse I try to beat. Why? Obviously, he can win. Why do I try to beat him? He's 3-1 to mowing line. He's going to probably be the favorite. He's, he's – this horse is an overlay. He's 2 for 6. Okay, that's not bad. But, look, he ran an 89. When did he get his 89? At Hawthorne when he was loose on the lead in a slow pace. He is not getting a slow pace today. And his other two races, you know, eh, They were in starter allowance company. He got nice trips, ran an 83 and 81. I don't know. This horse ran an 83 and 81 his last two, right? Take a look at Pat's property. Uh, Pat's property, he got an 87 and a 90 and his eight to one morning line. If you believe in figs, if you believe in these figs, and I do in general, I mean, every figure tells a different story why in the hell should this horse be three to one and Pat's property be eight to one? No idea. I have absolutely no idea. So again, um, prioritization, I feel a little bit like the two in the first race, although I think the two in the first race is a much more likely winner. This is a horrible morning line favorite, uh, that I'm absolutely going to try to beat. But of course I'm going to be, uh, using him. Um, Again, Matt Miller chimes in. So this is, uh, I think this is payoff leg of the pick four and pick five. Lots of clues in the will pays. Probably more clues in here in the PPs. Uh, Yes, I would definitely take a look at the board. I think this race is going to go a long way into uh, not only what the pick five is going to pay, um, but also, you know, uh, who you want to use going forward. Um, I'm using many, many, many horses in this leg. I'm going 9-1-10. I'm going to try to beat the favorite. I do not like the 10 here at all on top, but I obviously can win the race. All right, let's go on to leg three, ladies and gentlemen. Leg three is race 10. This is a another main special weight. I don't mind main special weights. I know a lot of people might be thinking at home, geez, I hate main special. Listen, if you continue, to, let me go full screen here it's hard to avoid maiden fields in pick fours and pick fives. I understand some of you, especially with two year olds might not love bank maidens at first 15, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I was like that. I saw maidens. you know, it's sort of that uneasy feeling when you open up the PPs and you just see nothing except for works. I get it. You got to start doing deep dives. And I've been learning how to do deep dives over the years. I've done, um, much better job looking at pedigrees. I watch works because even looking at the works doesn't tell the whole story. I look at connections. There's many things you can glean from first-time starters, and I would say some of my best prices were on maidens. So don't be afraid to bet maidens. I don't mean I don't mind uh, maiden special weights at all. <coughs> this race, I have a pretty strong opinion. You wonder why this 13 horses in parentheses. Well, 13 is on the AE list. Again, the 13 is on the also eligible list. I'm not sure the 13 will be getting in. So let's go ahead and talk here. This is a field of 12 again. That's right. Another field of 12. Uh, My top choice in this race, as you can see, is the 11. Plausible Denial for a trainer that i have a ton of respect for if you are not familiar and i hate to keep calling on matt miller but he's a chicago guy like me if you do not jim if you don't know jimmy devito jimmy devito is an excellent trainer and he is especially good with first-time starters i've seen him win many times and not just at arlington he has um i know he has a string down at tampa bay i believe when this guy sends a horse out first time He's live, believe me. I know he ran a first time starter at Oaklawn. I guess we can look at his first time starter Oaklawn stats. I'm sure they're pretty good. Take a look at this horse. Five to one morning line. Um, he is by Pioneer of the Nile. Excellent, sire. Nice horse. By a silver ghost mare named Killed Silver. Now, look at these works. Start off slow, right? Then you see a breezing 49, 14 best of 81. A minute, handily out of the gate, four best of 54. And then, hello, bullet time. Uh, one out of, it was only 18 uh, works, but 59 and two from the gate. This is for a horse um, for double down stables. This horse cost 375 grand at the OBS March sale. I'm sure he worked very well down there in Florida at the OBS sale. I didn't look at his work there. Take a look at the dam. Who's Kid Silver, right? Kid Silver only ran once (laughs) at Charlestown going four and a half. Yeah, he won by six. That's great. But got a low buyer. You think, okay, what's the big deal, right? Let's see the horses, the siblings of Kid Silver. Uh, Jake and Elwood won $400,000. was very fast. Lucy and Ethel, another very nice Pennsylvania bred, won almost $400,000. Very fast. Hey, kiddo very fast pennsylvania bread almost four hundred thousand dollars this horse kid silver um has produced some very fast pennsylvania breads and now is sired by pioneer of the nile um this horse is going to take money and the nice thing i like about plausible uh, denial is this is the third leg of the pick five and you're not going to know um by looking at the probable, will pays the price of this horse. I think this horse is going to be very, very live. I mentioned Jimmy DeVito, and I did not look up his stats. So I'm, I hope I'm not going to be embarrassing myself because, frankly, I didn't look it up. But I know he's good. There you go. 15% win end, first-time starter, 35% in the money. Look at the ROI, 256. The average payoff, 6 to 1. Let's see how he is at this track real quick. Is again, thanks to the uh, DRF formulator here. Um, I'm going to apply, uh, he's only one for seven, but he's in the money 29% there. And you can see, um, he, his one win was in Maiden 50 here at Oaklawn in March, but you see the, see the odds here that he goes off at. Um, he just ran a horse. I knew he ran. I knew he ran. He ran a horse a few weeks ago called life is hard, who went off at 12 to one. See these odds here? 12 to one. I bet him. It was two weeks ago at Oakland for Tiago Pereira ran huge, got an 80 buyer, and just just lost at 12 to one. Believe me, Jimmy Devito can train a horse. I like the 11. I think he's very live. If the 13 gets in, Slim Man, you see the bottom of the screen. Let me take off the banner here. Slim Man is absolutely live. Um, he lost to a very nice horse called Favorite Outlaw. Who's Favorite Outlaw? You can see Favorite Outlaw. Broke his maiden against Slim Man with a 95 buyer. And before that, ran an 85 buyer. So Slim Man lost to a very good one last time. Got an excellent buyer. Um, JV would be in the saddle for Brad Cox. Again, he's on the also eligible list. If Slim Man gets in, he is going to be very, very live and a big threat. The other horse, I go ahead and bring my PPs back, um, is the eight. Stayed in for a half. The number eight stayed in for a half 3-1 morning line, and he is fast. Real fast. Again, look who the connections. Asperson for Tyler G. Again, I said Gaffleone's on a lot of live moms Saturday at Oaklawn for Tyler Gaffleone. Look at these early time form figs. Uh, 133, 115, 105. Who did he lose to? He lost to a horse at Fairground named Zozos. Who's Zozos? Zozos. Um is a very, very live horse who came back and won an Oakland by 10. And I've heard some Kentucky Derby buzz with Zozos when he went back two turns. So Zozos is an up and coming 3-0 for Brad Cox, who absolutely exploded and won by 10 in his next start and stayed in for a half. Lost to Zozos um when Zozos broke his maiden. So again. Stayed in for a half the eights coming out a very, very live race. I am not going deep. I'm not going very deep in this race. For those of you that involved in the podcast pool, you see, I do have the six there. Who's another first time starter for Brad Cox has Santana on cost 400,000. The dam though was very, was a nice horse, but was more turf. I think gut feeling. This horse is a little bit out of uncle Mo. I'm sure he can run well. The Alba style, a family stable gut feeling is he might need a race and I think he'll be better on turf, but he could be very live. Also, I just prefer the first time starter 11, the 13, if he gets in and the eight, the six would be a defensive use for me. Fascinating. Very, very good uh, maiden race. Some fast runners. I don't, however, think you have to go as so I go ahead full screen. I don't think you have to go very deep personally in this race. Uh, Let's see. We've got a bunch of more uh, comments here. Uh, Julie just mentioned, of course, about the eight horse. I agreed. Uh, Tom is thinking maybe summer in Malibu on the cutback. Uh, Why not? I love cutbacks. And Charles Blaha. Hello, Charles. Thanks for joining the show. mentions a positive rider switch. Uh, Deshaun Parker's. Certainly a capable jockey, but yeah, going to Tyler G. Good point, Charles. um I think the eights can be very live. Probably the favor in that race, but I'm absolutely fascinated with the 11 plausible denial for Double Down Stables and Jimmy DeVito with Giovanni Franco. And by the way, Giovanni Franco is also the go to guy for Jimmy DeVito. Just want to mention that um, as well at Oaklawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time. It is now time to talk about the Rebel. Let's talk about the Rebel stakes. Um, what I've not talked about is the Kentucky Derby. Let, let's go and talk about the Kentucky Derby here uh, just for a minute uh, before I go into the Rebel. Um, as everyone knows, the Kentucky Derby is from 2021 is finally official. What the blank took so freaking long. Finally official. Your 2021 Derby winner Mandaloon. I uh, wish that was actually the case. Uh, Medina Spirit gets DQ'd. I don't want to get I didn't I wasn't there. I, I don't know the details of the uh ruling. I mean you can read about it. I I know the details, I don't want to get into it. Um but Medina Spirit out. DQ'd. Uh Bafford gets a 90-day suspension from early March to early June. Um there's gonna be appeals, blah blah blah. As of now, Baffert out of the Derby, out of the Preakness. Belmont pending based on what Naira says. We'll have to see. That changes the Derby picture quite a bit, especially from a points perspective. If a horse is owned, excuse me, trained by Baffert, he's going to have to go to someone else. And I think you're going to see defections pretty quickly. Uh, The big favorite, of course, in the Rebel, That we're going to be talking about Newgrange is trained by Baffert as we speak. I don't know if the Connections will be switching their trainer before the Rebel. I have not heard anything. This is a 50-point race. We'll just have to see. Uh, My opinions on the fact that Medina Spears is DQ'd, I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I'll tell you what does piss me off. And as you know, folks, I'm very... Let me go ahead and sit up a little bit. As you know, I'm very active... On Twitter and I put some things out tongue in cheek. If you don't follow me on Twitter, I do think I have an excellent follow. I put out my tickets. I went back on the Twin Spires and I found my tickets and I got to say it hurt. I I sent out a tweet saying I felt like someone just poured salt into my open wound. And I do. This was after the Derby DQ uh, decision. And I feel that way. Um, I'm not alone in saying this. I had a dollar try. And if you don't believe me, go on to Twitter and check it out. I put my ticket. I had a dollar try and a dollar super if Medina Spirit was not in the race. Again, he was. He won. He won. Whatever. Um, Would have been huge. It would have been like 27 to 1 over – I forget the odds now. But it it would have been very big. It would have been 27 to 1 over 5 to 2, you know, over like – uh, nine to one, actually, sorry, Essential Quality got third. It would have been 27 over Hot Rod Charlie, who was nine over um, Essential Quality was five to two over Obesos, who was a long shot for me that I used in my super, 42 to one. What would a 27 over nine, over five to two, over 42 to one <laughs> pay? A dollar super, uh, I don't know, 20 grand? I'm not a super player, had to pay a lot. Plus the try would have been six seven thousand. I mean, I think it's fair to say, you know, Medina Spirit cost me thirty grand, close to that. I'm not alone. There's thousands of people out there, thousands of people out there that lost pick threes, pick fours, whatever. You can name it. Um, we're not gonna get that money back. I know we're not gonna get that money back. I know. Kudos to Michael Baychok and a few other people who have sued. I believe it's actually C D I to try to get their money. I don't know if they've sued Baffert or not. I can't recall. I apologize. Um, But there are lawsuits from bettors trying to um, get their money back or at the very least make a statement. I wish them luck. Um, Of course, people that have Medina Spirit don't have to give up their money. So it would be nice if we were able to prove a ticket and show, hey, we got something out of it. I don't know. Comment below the video player and how you feel about the whole – Kentucky Derby situation. I see there was a lot of comments um, right now. <laughs> Ralph wants me to join the lawsuit. Ralph, I got nothing's going on. I'm trying to hit our podcast uh, podcast pool picks for people. And I, I got full-time job and a lot of other things. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll reach out to uh, Mr. Baychalk and other people. Um, Charles, yeah. Cost you not, I hear you, Charles. It freaking sucks. I, I don't know any way to say it. Um, I agree, Dean, that super would have been huge. Again, I put my ticket out there. It was a $96 ticket. Go check it out on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, go check it out. Um, anyway, we're not getting our money back. I don't want to rehash everything. Um, that's how I feel about the Derby. Uh, in terms of the points, you're not going to need nearly as many points to get into the Derby. Not nearly as many points as that, as you had in the past. And I would especially focus on Oaklawn the Fairgrounds and Gulfstream Park um, for your Derby horses. I would especially, especially this year, folks on the Fairgrounds and Gulfstream Park. I think those are the two locales that are going to have the most live Derby prospects. I mean, last week's at the center. Wow. Was he good? $50, $50 Derby future vet uh, at 27 to one. If he wins, I collect about 1300 and I think Epicenter is the favorite right now. Uh, long way to go, but it is exciting to know that at least I have a future Derby bet in the Derby. Put your future Derby bets down below the video player, if you'd like, um, or go ahead and comment them in the chat. Do you have any live, when I say live, I mean horses that look like they're really progressing uh, Derby future bets. Uh, my largest future bet uh, Derby pick is has not run yet this year. If you follow me on the show, you might know. I don't wanna say who. I'll make it a surprise for people that don't know. But my the largest money I've put um, is a horse that's in training right now that ran well last year. I'll just put it at that. Good luck with your future Derby bets if you have any. Let's go ahead and talk about the Rebel Stakes. I'm gonna go ahead and bring, bring us back here up on screen. And whoops, I lost, hold on, I got to bring those PPs back. And there we go. All right, let's talk about the Rebel stakes. Folks, a million dollars on the line. One million dollar purse, it's of course for three-year-olds. It's going to be at about 622 Eastern Standard Time. They're going a mile and 16th. Uh, This is for 50 points. It's 50-20-10, I believe, are the point values here in the Rebel. Let me go ahead and put my picks on the screen for the rebel here they come right now there you go there are my picks for the rebel let me go ahead and refresh um i'm gonna go with a horse that's not the favorite i'm gonna go with the nine barber road barber road was is coming out of the southwest stakes uh Ran against Newgrange. Newgrange is going to be a pretty heavy favorite in this race. Barber Road is trained by an underrated trainer, John Ortiz. Ridden by Raylu Gutierrez. Uh, has the Mount 92 morning Uh Raylu knows this horse well. He was not on it last time, but he's been on him four times. Let me go ahead and bring up the Southwest. The Southwest Sakes was the local prep for the Rebel, and you can see there are a lot of horses. A lot of horses coming out of this race. The top five finishers are also running in the rebel. So I'm going to show the whole race here. So we can see it. Again, the horses you're going to want to watch here are the one, two, four, eight, ten. One, two, four, eight, ten. I want you to pay special attention to the eight barber road. Again, one, two, four, eight, ten. And I don't usually do this, but I'm going to go ahead and show the whole. Replay again. The eight Barber Road is the one I'm interested. One, two, four, eight, ten. New Grange is going to be the heavy favorite. He's the two. They break from the gate, and you see uh, Barber Road got off okay, a little bit slow. Um, excuse me. New Grange is the four. I'm sorry. New Grange. No, New Grange is the ten. Sorry. New Grange is right here. He's the ten. He gets a very nice, clean trip on the outside. You see the four Cavode is also in this race. You see Newgrange getting a dream trip. The eight horse is back here. Let me freeze it right here. The eight horse, the one I'm interested, is Barbara Road. Now, I don't want Barber Road this far back on Saturday. I think Rayloo needs to get this horse a little bit more in the game. He is pretty far back again. Here's Cavode, who's the one horse on Saturday, and here is Newgrange. Uh, The two is in between horses. The two is also in this race. Um, This was an honest pace, not a crazy pace, but it was honest. And you see Newgrange, the 10, just getting an absolutely perfect trip. Here's the 8 Barbaro. Now, I want you to watch. The 8 is what? Second and last. I would say a good 8 lengths. Let's call this 8 lengths behind Newgrange. And the jock makes a bit of a middle move. This is a big horse. He's a big horse, and you see he's wide here. You can't really see where he's now. Making this big, wide middle move. He's outside the horse and the pink silks. Meanwhile, Newgrange is on the outside also. The two is also in this race. You see right here, they're both a little bit wide. Here's Newgrange right here in the yellow six. Here's the four Barber Road behind here. They're both wide. But you can see that Barber Road has made up about, I'd say, a good three or four lengths um, with the middle move. That takes energy to get there. They round the far turn. Again, Newgrange getting a nice trip. Uh, Jock getting busy on Newgrange with the hands. And here's Barber Road just following him. Still about three lengths back. Here's Kavod. The two is also in this race. I can't recall who that is off the top of my head. you see Barber Road? Now let me freeze it right here. Here's Newgrange. Here's Barber Road. He's got his sights on him. Barber Road has to angle out. He goes left-handed. Um, You can see he's on the wrong lead right there. He gets back to his correct lead. Newgrange just starts kicking in right now. Here's Barber Road. I thought he finished very well. Newgrange ran better. No question about it. Newgrange was better here on this day. Uh, Loses him by, what, a length and a half? And if you go back and remember, uh, by the way, Ben Diesel, I apologize. Ben Diesel is the seven. Let me back up. Ben Diesel's in this race. He's right here. He's in this race on Saturday. He's the 7 on Saturday. I thought Ben Diesel, right here on the inside, got a dream trip and just didn't go on with it. We're not going to go watch the whole race again. Here's the 2, by the way. Dash Attack is the 2. But Ben Diesel, right here, just got a dream trip. And I thought really didn't have any punch in the stretch at all. Meanwhile, these top to go by. And Dash Attack is the uh, the 2. I believe he's the 2 um let me go back and look sorry yash dash attack was the two all right so anyway if you didn't look at the southwest in detail feel free to go ahead and comment on what do you think now that you've seen that race let me see if we get some quick comments before we talk some other horses uh john john thanks for joining the show john agrees with me he's got barber road i think we'll get a decent price uh tom espinoza what do you think about 11 dash attack um, I don't know. We're going to talk, we'll talk about dash attack here in, uh, just a minute. Uh, Charles Blaha, Charles, glad to see you included um, a Road. He might be just a special horse to follow. Uh, a Road, by the way, a Road, everyone, let me go full screen. A Road is that monster that came from way behind and won the first leg or was in the first leg of the sequence. So he's the one that blew by the entire field in the replay from the first leg that we were talking about. Just to mention. Um, let me go ahead and go full screen with the PPs and talk about two other horses and then we'll move on. Um, Dash Attack. Dash Attack's the 11. <sighs> I don't know. Dash Attack's best two races were on off going. Um, he, he ran well in his main race. Ran very well in the Smarty Jones, which was the prep for the Southwest, but it was a sloppy race. Now, he did beat Barber Road. You see this here in the PPs? Dash Attack did beat Barber Road two starts back, but it was in the slop. Last time, he was not nearly as good. It was very one-paced. So, I don't know if this horse prefers slop. You see the wet here, the Tomlinson 422. Dash Attack just might be more of a wet track kind of horse. He's also by Munnings. He's worked very well since. I don't know. I'm feeling dash attack might be a bit overrated. I'm using him. I'm using him as a C as in cat right now. I suppose he can win. But personally, I prefer uh, Barber Road and maybe even a Road in terms of closers. But I am using dash attack defensively. The other horse that I'll just mention again, by the way, here's Chasing Time that Julie mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, Julie, chasing time ran very well last time. It was an optional allowance, but I don't love chasing time here. Um, Again, Asperson and Gaflione. When he ran that race, he, he had a very slow pace and just drew off. Maybe he's a new horse. He is not, I repeat, not getting a slow pace today. I'm against chasing time. I'm using chasing time. Very, very defensively as a C, as in cat horse. And the other horse I'll just mention again um, is um, – where is – there's New Grange, by the way. Uh, where is the – close? there's a Theral Road. Sorry, all I talked about, a Theral Road. For the coach, D. Wayne, who's got a really nice three-year-old filly, by the way, running in the Honeybee, which we're not going to talk about. Uh, the coach has got a horse that – he might be pointing against the boys in the Arkansas Derby. Ethereal Road has to come from the clouds. Didn't even break well last time. I don't know. He he needs a lot of things to go his way, but he's sort of a fun horse to watch. Watch for the number ten, Ethereal Road, to come from the clouds. In terms of New Grange, I don't mean to, you know, bury the lead. A New Grange can absolutely win. Obviously, he's the horse to beat. I thought he ran well last time. He did get a perfect trip. He's fast. I think there is some other speed in the race, though. Uh, mainly Cavode uh, the one. I suppose if Newgrange just sits outside, Cavode just goes by, he might win by three or four. You see nine to five on the morning line. There is no way in hell. No way in hell Newgrange is going to be nine to five. I say Newgrange, this is probably going to be even money. Um, he can win, obviously. I'm using him as an A. I'm just going to try to beat him. Um, I think there's other horses that are interesting in here. Newgrange, though, definitely the horse, uh, to beat. Uh, Dean, I see you're asking about the New York Red, the number four, Uno Ojo. <clears throat> way, 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 way too slow. I don't like Uno Ojo at all. And the horse that uh, I just mentioned, yes, Chris, uh, Secret Oath is the three-year-old filly in the Honeybee, who should just walk over that field and might go against the boys in the Arkansas Derby for Dwayne and Lucas. So remember the name Secret Oath, a very nice three-year-old filly running earlier on uh the card last question before we move on Charles wants to know why run the two under Baffert here don't get it all listen uh, this horse is by starlight racing um they are very loyal to Baffert my guess I'll go full screen Charles I don't know the answer is I don't know exactly I know the starlight connections are very loyal to Baffert there is a one more you know big prep series before the derby And those races are worth 100. It goes like 150, 20. My guess, Charles, is they're going to transfer this horse to a different trainer um, for the biggest Kentucky Derby preps. And then they'll run him in the Derby if he qualifies under a different trainer. And then they'll switch him back to Baffert. If I had to guess, that's what would happen. I have no insight, though, um, onto that as well. Uh, all right. Uh, actually, Julie made a very good point. Uh, Bafford wouldn't mind this $600,000 payout. I think the trainer gets, what, 10%, 60K. But I will say, Julie, it's not like Bafford needs the money. But it is a million dollar race. So I don't know, folks. Your, your guess is as good as mine. Let's go on to the last race here. The last race, the pick five, and then we'll go in the show. It's a six for long allowance. Uh, it is For state breads, this is for state breads, arky breads, and you see my picks right there. Folks, I'm taking a pretty big stand here in this race. This is a race that I'm going to take a stand on. I know I could have taken stances earlier, and for those of you that are involved in the podcast pool, unless something very very strange happens here, I'm going to have one lone A. Yes, I'll have other horses, folks. I will have other horses in pick five but I'm going with one lone a here as I'm going ahead and refreshing it's gonna be the 11 I like the 11 for a lot of reasons the 11 is coming off a little bit of a layoff the 11 is rolling fork seven to two morning line has been facing open company in his last four or five has not raced since August but I mentioned John Ortiz before John Ortiz is excellent with Ray Lou Gutierrez I just want to go and show you the jockey trainer combo uh, or uh, John Ortiz with Lu Gutierrez. You'll see right here, 18%, 51% in the money. Take a look at what's going on recently. You see all these one, 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 ones here. This is when uh, John Ortiz has won with, with. and they look at the jockey, Raylu, Ray Relu, Ray Relu, Relu. Lu's his main guy. Um, John Ortiz has done very well at, Oakland Park and a limited number of starts I'm not worried about that I'm not really worried off the layoff or tease off the layoff let me show you that real quick as well uh, days between starts you can see uh, this is two to five months look at this two to six months over the last five years 19 percent win 41 percent in the money for a guy that you know doesn't have a huge win percentage. So he's got his main guy. He can win off the layoff. He's got great numbers. I love the post. I don't want to go him too much longer. Rolling Fork, my top choice here, a lone A in the podcast pool, pick five. I'm also going to be using the eight, Mo Choctaw. One for fun with an 85 buyer against cheaper, main 50. Last time did not run very well. However, lost to a very nice Bred named Garhol. Garhol got an 87 buyer last time and I'm not gonna show the replay but all I can tell you is after Mo Choctaw gave up the lead Vasquez just sort of wrapped up on him so I know it says he lost you know by 10 and a half lengths or 10 and a quarter finishing seventh which he did if he'd really ridden him hard it would have been much closer I like horses that run big And then flop. I like them coming back. I think this horse is going to run another big race. I'm a little concerned about the horse inside of him. The number seven, Heritage Park, who's a fast horse, pushing the eight too much. There's also other speed in the race. If the eight can get loose early, he can absolutely win. I think it's a dangerous one-two punch there. I'm going eight as my only B, most likely, in the podcast pool. Pick five. So I've got a horse... As a B horse that can win on the lead, I have who I think is by far the other best horse if he's ready, which I think he will be, rolling fork. I'm pretty much going with these two, and that's it in the podcast pick five. I'm also very defensive and use the one, of Fleet Sky, who will probably be coming further back. One nicely, but it was against much cheaper. There's a bunch of speed in this race. Maybe he's an improving horse and can surprise. And also, I'll use the seven, Heritage Park in case he's the one that gets loose. But really, I think the eight is a younger, much better horse. And so I'm mainly folks going 11 and then eight in the late pick five for the podcast pool. Again, we have to take some stances there in that last race um, because we are very deep in some other legs. Um, Just looking at some comments here. Uh, okay Julie it's Darren time Julie thanks enjoy your dinner really appreciate it Julie join us tomorrow night by the way actually tomorrow late afternoon for a great show about the Saudi cup uh, with some fantastic handicappers from the UK Uh, Julie thanks for joining the show let me go ahead and show up my pick five folks and then we're going to end the show here's my pick five now there it is folks I almost never do it where is it there it is see that right there right there. I almost never hit the all button. The second leg is impossible. Uh, This is not, this is not my podcast pool pick five. Again, for those of you who join the podcast pool, we're putting together a four digit ticket. And I know I've mentioned the podcast pool many times. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, again, email me, let me go ahead and put the scroll on the bottom of the screen so you can see my email for those of you that aren't familiar and get on the page. HKravitzHorse at gmail.com. Email me, I'll send you information about the podcast pool. Again, if you're not part of the podcast pool, you cannot be involved with it this weekend, but in the entire month of March, you can be involved with in the podcast pool. There's my pick five. I was to play a smaller one. Yeah, I'm single, single. I know, I'm singling New Grange. But on a very cheaper ticket, New Grange is the horse to beat. And then I had single rolling fork. I think you're going to get prices in these first two legs, folks. I think you definitely can get prices in those first two legs. If you are a smaller budget player, then skip the first leg and play the pick four and hit as many horses as you can uh, in that first leg. I'm spready early. I am thin late. That's my general opinion on Oaklawn on Saturday. Um alrighty. That pretty much takes care of the comments and a few other things there. Again, I cannot um remind everyone enough. Let me take these picks off the screen there. Hold on a second. I pick five. So I got a lot of buttons to click here. I wanted to leave that on the show though. Um okay. Reminder to everyone. Please look. Below the video player, and then click that show more button. Look at the description. I've got three promotions going on right now. BetUS, BetUS, great betting site, $50 minimum deposit with a credit card using the promotional code RACING3H, and you get 125% free on your deposit. If you bet $100, if sorry, not bet, I'm sorry, I apologize. If you put in $100, you get $125 of free play. They have horse racing, they have sports, they have casino, they've got any kind of betting you want, it's fantastic, BetUS, highly recommend it. Of course, I also have the race day blog, very inexpensive, three bucks every Saturday, that's it, literally, three bucks. You get ABC uh, grids, you get price plays from throughout the country, I'm hitting close to 40%. That's right, 40% with my price plays. Those are price shots that are morning lines bigger than 5 to 1. I'm at 40%. It's documented. Check out the Race Day blog. Again, of course, below the video player and then also the podcast pool. Email me, hcravitzhorse at gmail.com. Join me tomorrow, folks. Tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Exclusive Saudi Cup Day preview. We're going to go through the five races before the Saudi Cup briefly, and then we'll go into detail about the Saudi Cup itself the $20 million Saudi Cup featuring many great horses from throughout the world, specifically Mandaloon and Midnight Bourbon for the U.S. This has been Howard Kravitz, episode 114 of the HHH Racing podcast hope to see you tomorrow thursday 5 p.m eastern thanks for joining me tonight everyone good luck on saturday rubble day at elflon park take care good night